Welcome to the CMC podcast. CMC is one of Brisbane and Australia's leading Bible colleges. We combine a dedication to Christian truth with a passion for spirit life and a commitment to academic excellence. You'll be hearing from a variety of students, lecturers, pastors, and team here at CMC. We pray that these episodes inspire you and help you to influence your world for good and for God. Enjoy. Hey, uh, it's a real privilege for me to bring an encouraging thought, which aligns with the theme of this week. And I want to talk to you about my grade three report card. Um, It was Mrs. Neal, and I I remember coming across it when I was doing some filing, and it says, Andrew listens with understanding. And I just thought, that's good. So if a little boy used to talk a lot, the fact that by grade three, I was starting to learn to listen and to take on board encouragement and instruction was a wonderful thing. Now, because I'm a bit of an achievement-orientated person, I used to love getting my school report cards. So to my delight, in grade seven, Mrs. Cosgrove in the comments section wrote down, Andrew is a diligent student. And I remember those words just literally setting my heart on fire. Just as a warm glow, and I thought I worked hard, but to have someone who you really admire, like teachers have tremendous power, don't they? And I remember I got that, um, back then they didn't have semesters, it was three terms. And I got that in the first term, and it just made me work even harder and more focused for the next two terms. Now, I realised when I got to high school, a lot of my new friends were floundering. I believe that Mrs Cosgrove set me up for a win because she put the blowtorch on a, on a key life principle that, is, that is carried, I've carried with myself for a very long time. Those words actually changed the trajectory of my life. And I, I'd like that word to do the same thing for you today. So some of you are thinking, diligence. How do, how do we spell that? So the guys have got some slides here. Have a look at this for a definition. What does diligent mean? Oh, well, obviously those, those words didn't make it to the, to the slide, but it goes, it's all right, it goes like this. Diligent means constant in effort to accomplish something. All right? It's probably, can I just say it's probably my bad? All right? My bad ran the cut and paste. Constant in effort to accomplish something. Number two, attentive and persistent in doing something. Number three, another word is industrious. Number four, carried out with care and perseverance. Number five, painstaking. Can you see the link with assessments now? Painstaking. <laughs> number, number six, earnest, earnest and conscientious. So some of you in your report cards got the word conscientious there, industrious, and add the power word diligence to us. I, I, I agree this is true. So I wanted the word of God to speak to us today. And look what it says here. Diligent work gets a warm commendation. Those sweet words from Mrs. Cosgrove, they were, tell you what, they were warm and they were fuzzy and it was a wonderful commendation. But look what happens next thing. Shiftless work earns an angry rebuke. I hate that word rebuke. How about I say this? Let's get on the left-hand side of these verses and not on the right-hand side. Let's get, let's get first and not, not be bringing up the rear with the second part of the verse. Let's keep going. Diligent hands will rule. But laziness ends in slave labor. The diligent find freedom 
in their work. Can you get the idea? Isn't that one of the next one? What have we got here? Diligent, the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as this leads to poverty. <laughs> it says careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Careful planning, putting stuff in your diary, recording things that you say, I will get that to you. I try my best. I write that down in an email immediately and send it to myself. Whether it gets done quickly or not, that's the other diligence part for me. And when I say something, I try and write down. Well, the next one. The sloth, oh, let's not get the front end of that verse. It says here, the slothful man does not catch his game or roast once he kills it, but the diligent man gets precious possessions. Oh, I'm going to go in the back end of this verse. The diligent make use of everything they find. They're enterprising. Is there any more? Is that it? Oh, here we go. The sluggard, oh, see, this is how you, I want, I'm not going to, I'm not going to encourage you around your voting preferences. Don't go left, but go right. Just, just joking, all right? It says here, the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. Um, diligent work, it's a warm commendation. The diligent walk down a smooth road. Diligent hands bring wealth. Diligence brings wealth. You get the idea? Diligence is a good thing. Do you want, do you want to turn your neighbor and say, do you know how to spell diligence right now? <laughs> do you know? Diligence is a good thing. Good. Diligence. If you look at Proverbs 10.5, if you analyze it, I've written down here, it says, the wise son diligently seizes the opportunities with keen insight into the importance of the season. Sometimes diligence is linked to grabbing, understanding and discerning that sometimes we're in unique seasons like we are when we're, we're, when we're studying. I know this, Pastor Josh Pellow last year at Ministry Development Week said he loves all students, but he's worked out of a time there's only probably 5% that really have the mindset and the diligence to prepare themselves to go the distance. I met my students coming up to me after. He said, that's a tough speak. <laughs> Pastor A, how do, I, how do I get in the top 5%? I said, well, you've got to ask God about that, but sometimes it's, it's reviewing the areas of diligence where, where your, your habits are. Can I say for some of you, you've already exhibited diligence already by praying and preparing and coming to college. The fact that other people probably should be at college but are not at college, you've diligently discerned God's will for your life, you've prayed, you've put applications in, you've got referees and you've got a family of people around supporting you. You've got part-time jobs and you've built some infrastructure around to make sure you seize this wonderful season really well. And what you're doing each week, even with the heavy pep talks this week, you think, oh, I've got to take my diligence to a whole other level. It's another thing to sign up for a course. It's another thing to put the assessment dates in your calendar. It's another thing to, then to do the reading, which helps you do the writing. It's another thing to push through in tough times. Like, Diligence, diligence, diligence. You've got so far, so far, I'd say keep on doing what you're going to keep on doing. Because God wants you, he wants to get wealth to you, he wants to get profit to you, he wants to get promotion to you, he wants to get opportunity to you. It's a wonderful thought, isn't it? Now, how do we make, 
diligent work. Here's two quotes I came up with, anything by Dr. Dave Martin. You follow him on Instagram. He's awesome. He says, people do not decide their future. They decide their habits and their habits then decide their future. So it makes me think, I'm wondering if I'm diligent about my habits and what I'm doing, that will lead me to greater effectiveness. Here's what Mark Batterson said. You achieve life goals through good habits, practice day in and day out. The goal isn't the goal. The goal is the habit that it took to accomplish the goal. So for some of you, you're turning up early, you're leaning in, you're putting your hand up. I'm just amazed that even Ash Puth in two weeks' time, year three student, just saying yes, leaning all the time, he gets a chance to preach at City Point Ipswich, not this Sunday, next Sunday. Mate, I'm just, I'm just blown away by that opportunity, but I'd say this, without embarrassing Ash, like his diligence has opened the door for him for new seasons of opportunity. I mean, that's a big gig preaching out. Like Pastor Rudolph doesn't just let anybody go preach in his pulpit there. It's a good thing. So it's just amazing that our habits uh, help fuel this, this desire for God for us to be diligent in all that we're doing. So what are you known for? What are you known for your habits? I love in Acts 4, it says they're going up to the temple to pray. There's a guy there, a beggar, who's put there every day. His habit is to get his network to position himself at the front of the temple gate where all the people with the cash are coming in. He's looking for silver and gold. So his habit's working nicely for him, isn't he? He's known as the guy, the beggar, who's positioned himself to get everybody's loose change. But another guy, a bunch of two guys come up, two mates, it says they were going up to pray. They were known for their habit because they did this several times a day. They were known for their habits of prayer. For some people, they want to catch you out like Daniel. They know that you, some of you pray three times a day. They set a trap for you because you are known for your diligence. You're known for your habits. Jesus was known. What did he do? He slipped away while it was still dark. He was known for his diligence around his habits and look where that ended up beautifully. So I'm encouraging us today, observe people who are doing well and what their habits are. I was challenged by Naomi this morning. She told me about a book called Extreme Responsibility. Was that Extreme Ownership? That basically that, it, that you take responsibility for your actions. Extremely. I, I, I was challenged by that thinking an army person wrote that. And, and, and that's the motto, that's what they're known for, extreme responsibility, not blaming other people or making allowances, but saying, I'm going to take 100% responsibility for that. Imagine if our political leaders did that. The world would be transformed. <laughs> but even then, as I heard that, I'm thinking, what aren't I taking responsibility for? So we can be inspired by each other's diligence and by each other, other, other's habits. I'm really impressed, uh, really impressed by that one. So... Look at people who are doing really well, and I reckon you can reverse engineer a season of diligence or some micro habit that's really, really working for them. And so think about that. At the same time, think, what of that could I be adopting into my life? Like taking responsibility for the things that we've done or the things that we haven't done.
It's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing to be known for. Can I say this? Diligence brings margin. Diligence gives you options. Someone said to me once, how long did it take Pastor Andrew to preach, to prepare that message? And someone said, probably about 20 years. And some, some, some messages come out of the overflow of a lot of days of digging deep. I remember one time I prepared a message in 20 minutes. Someone said, how did you do that in 20 minutes? It's because I'd been meditating on a whole heap of things over a couple of weeks, writing them down in my notes, pull all the notes together, bang, I thought, there's a message, bang like that, and it was red hot. Now, I'm not saying everyone says, oh, I can do 20-minute messages, but what it was is the habits and the diligence behind, which created margin, and I was able to produce under God's inspiration a message real quick and turn something around. Some of you, your assignments are going to be used, and they're already being used, as teaching material for a life group that you've already done. Your diligence makes your preparation quicker because when the time comes, you go, I've already prepared something on that. And as you read it, there you go, damn, that's good. Man, that was good. And so your diligence when no one else was watching or you're just trying to impress a Mrs. Cosgrove to get Rudolph as a diligent student, that creates margin. I'll tell you what diligence does. It helps you pivot real quick. It helps us, like our, our college has been thinking around things for a while. When COVID hit, we were able to make some changes real quick because I think there's diligence in our team because we've got some good habits and we're able to respond to crisis. You need margin, you need petrol in your account. Can I just say this? Diligence helps you eliminate excuses in your life too. Like I find if you're not prepared, you tend to make excuses and blame other people. But diligence gives you margin and it gives you a resource ready on access that you can use immediately to fix things when things come up. Leaders about, leadership is about solving problems. So you've got to have reserves um, to, to, to go and to build quickly to get some solutions. I'm actually thinking that daily diligence, if you, imagine if you're doing daily diligence Something every day, I reckon every time you start a new diligent habit, it literally sets off a season of harvest that you're going to get three, six months later. So I found this. Most days I have a really good day because every day I'm sowing and every day I am reaping. You think about it. If you do one good thing every day, in that day in six months' time you should be able to receive a harvest. So if you're sowing every day over time, you should be reaping every day. Sometimes I'm really speaking to some of you. I really know that. Like every day can be a day, an opportunity to be diligent. Are you inspired by this? I hope I'm bringing an encouragement to you, and I don't want to be really heavy. But let's go back to our definition and maybe close your eyes right now. Say, God, speak to me, Holy Spirit. Some of you are going to get a pat in the back. You're going to get a warm commendation now from God saying, I really love how you do that. Keep doing that. Diligence is about being industrious, being constant in, being attentive to and persistent. One verse says, I meditate every day on what I can do to be right to please you, God. So help us in our meditation right now, God. Bring encouragement to people. Oh, there's so many good things these students are doing, God. We're so proud of them. Speak to them, Holy Spirit, too, about what, what, what's the nudge? What's the, what's the nudge? What's the thing to consider? Work with us, God. I love how you work gently with us. And Holy Spirit, you're our coach. You're wanting us to become more like Jesus, but you want us to be good in ministry and you want us to be good in our leadership too. Help us, Holy Spirit. 
help us. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. So as we consider this day too, God, Thursday, there's a cracker team praying early this morning at 6 a.m. Thank you for their diligence because they've made it easy for us to hear your voice in this room today. I pray for an open heaven above our classrooms. I pray you'll help the lecturers today. God, I'm praying that we'll be diligent in our attention. Oh, some are hearing now. Got to get off my phone in class. There we go. Oh, <laughs> that's a word, isn't it? That's a word. $50 for everyone who touches their phone in class today. Nah, not being heavy, God. I just know that we're paying two grand a unit. We're going to be diligent to make sure we get 13 weeks worth of value out of that. God, we thank you for our great community here, how we encourage each other. I thank you, God, for the leadership of the chapel team that create red-hot, open-heaven environments every week. And thank you for our worship. We love you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen, and amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CMC podcast. Let us know what you thought by leaving us a review. You can connect with us on social media at City Point Ministry College or head to cmc.edu.au to find out more about who we are.